0: Hello out there, bibliophiles, and welcome to another episode of Drew Archives in 10. I'm Andrew Salvati, adjunct professor of media and communications here at Drew. And joining me today via Zoom is interim manager of Methodist Library and Special Collections, Candace Riley. Hello, Candace. Hi, Andrew. How are you doing today?
1: Doing well, how about you? Very good. Good. So what do you have for us? So today we're gonna talk a little bit about Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and some things that were inspired by Shelley's work. Uh, specifically, we're going to talk about this really interesting magazine, Fantastic Adventures. And this one is dated uh, from 1947. But the reason that we're talking about this specific periodical is because it was entitled The Secret of Elena's Tomb by Carl Tanzler von Kolsel. So before we get to talking about this specific artifact, the reason that we acquired this periodical about uh, three years ago was because of our interest in Frankenstein and Frankenstein popular culture. So, in um, October 2018, we did a 200th anniversary of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein in the archives. It was a lot of fun. We had all these different cases talking about the history of Mary Shelley's book as well as we had um, cases featuring the Byron Society of America's collection, which we also have within our archives, which is really amazing. And then we had some cases talking about the popular culture aspect of Frankenstein. So I'm sure as, as you, Andrew, and all of our listeners are familiar, Frankenstein is big news. Everyone knows who Frankenstein is. Originally, obviously, in Mary Shelley's text, Frankenstein is the name of the scientist, where the creation or the monster is what we think of today as the square-headed beast with the bolts in his neck. But now often people associate the name Frankenstein with the actual monster. But the Frankenstein legend of like creation from nothing, creation from body parts, um, kind of that that god-like man-made creation has been throughout so much popular culture throughout the past century, at, at least, And um, has also woven its way into real life, not just fiction. And that's where it can get a little bit scary. Because the thought of sewing up a human body is is not the most pleasant of an idea.
0: No, (laughs) Um, no. And as someone who gets a little squeamish sometimes, yeah, I can understand that.
1: Yeah, no, sorry about that, uh, Andrew. (laughs) that's quite all right. It is, um, this is going to be an episode that's a little bit uh, terrifying at times. (laughs) So... um, The periodical that I was talking about, This Fantastic Adventures, got this really amazing story from this scientist, Karl Tanzler von Kosel. So he wrote this story just at the end of 1940, 41. This was published in 47. So they're reprinting this story. And this is his account of what happened. And people listening may know of this story. It was really big news at the time um, and people have talked about it Has been documentaries about this. But we wanted to acquire this specific issue because of its kind of very strange history and strange nature. So the cover of Fantastic Adventures is this woman in this billowing white gown in this graveyard approaching this man who's kneeling down and looking up at her kind of in love and in awe. A very romantic image, right? But, you know, in a graveyard. You see on the tombstone, it says Elena. So we can maybe guess from the imagery here that the ghostly woman that we see on the cover is possibly Elena. And she's she's coming from the tomb. And would that make sense with the title of Peace, The Secret of Elena's tomb? Mm-hmm. The story behind this Carl Tandler von Kolsel situation here, and I'm just going to abbreviate for you because this is a very, very long issue of Fantastic Adventures, and it is his entire story of what he documented, of what actually happened. Okay,
0: so it's the whole issue is dedicated to this story?
1: The entire issue, Okay. trying to clear his name.
0: Okay, and that, was that unusual for Fantastic Adventures? I imagine it was more of a kind of a compendium or an anthology?
1: Correct, yeah, okay. so this is a very special issue, and I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that we have this in the archives, because you can actually find a scan of it online, but to hold it in your hands, I think, is something very mm-hmm. special because it's a very strange sto- uh, story. So the story goes in the early parts of the 20th century in Florida, um, there was a man who worked in a hospital. His name was Carl Tansler von Kosel. It was believed he kind of attached the name von Kosel to his name to make him sound a little bit more important, a little bit more European. Okay. But he was working, I think he worked as a technician for scanning in the hospital. And he comes across this woman who comes in because she's suffering from tuberculosis. So he wants to help her, obviously, as any doctor would. But she's too far along in her sickness, and they don't know how to treat her properly. He falls in love with her, and he wants to do everything possible to save her life. So he ends up actually spending hospital money that he should have not spent to acquire new equipment to then try to save her life. After everything he does, it fails, unfortunately. Just as a side note, Carl Tanzler was married with children. Elena was also married. She passes away. He is heartbroken. He became very close to her and the family during this experimental treatment he was working on. And... He somehow convinced the family that he would pay for a very special tomb mausoleum structure for her. All right. They agree. He then ends up going to the tomb mourning, being, you know, very dedicated to her. Then something happens. I'm not sure the timeline. I'm sure maybe fantastic adventures can give us more information on this. He removes her body. From this mausoleum and ends up bringing it to his house. His house was in Florida uh, near the beach and it was actually a converted airship. Okay. It's very strange.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: right. he lived in this converted airship and he brings Elena's body into the house. Only he knows this, no one else. Her family still thinks her body is in the tomb. Huh. He has her body there for quite some time. He ends up as Victor Frankenstein did in Mary Shelley's story from 1818, ends up trying to bring her body back to life. This is out of love, he says, out of a passion for Elena. He then is trying to figure out ways to kind of to bring her back. However, he's not compiling body parts or do anything like that, like we see in Mary Shelley's novel. He's trying to preserve her body. So he ends up removing some organs and replacing things like perfumes inside to make her body smell sweet. He buys clothes and jewelry for her body. Okay, also,
0: so this is getting creepy.
1: It's getting very <laughs> creepy. and he, So he's treating her and giving her everything that he thinks she deserves and needs. He's not seeing her so much as a corpse. This continues for some time. If you're curious, you can Google pictures online. This was a big, big thing in the early part of the 20th century. The story goes that somebody saw through the window of his house him dancing with a woman and thought that was a bit odd. That word got back to Elena's sister, who then went to go inspect on what's going on. And then she notices, oh. When she gets in the house, there is a doll of my sister in his bed. Oh, wait, it's not a doll. It's my actual sister. Mm. Very disgusting, morbid twist of this story and poor Elena's sister having to see this. So this then obviously then gets the police involved. (laughs) then brought to trial. He preaches love and passion. But everyone's like... This is not that. No, this is not that. It was necrophilia, most likely. And it was problematic to say the least. Yeah. But people became enamored with Carl uh, Tanzler von Kolsel. They thought he was this figure of romance and love. And actually, in the beginning of Fantastic Adventures, he remarks saying, I am writing this story for all of my fans out there. Because once I was released from prison, I got so much fan mail that I wanted to tell my story to all the fans out there. Okay. And there were people who like supported him at the, the, um, the case and the trial to say like, no, 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 was out of love. The thing that really ties this to Mary Shelley's story was during the trial, he said, the way he was going to bring her body back to life was he was going to shoot her corpse past the atmosphere, which would then like ignite it back into existence.
0: Okay.
1: Yep. This is but this is a true story. This is not a <laughs> fiction. This is what Carl Tanzler von Koelse believed was going to happen. And he he preaches it in this fantastic adventures issue. So this is probably one of the stranger items. That we showcased um in our Frankenstein exhibit, especially because of its true nature. I mean, you think about like the 1930s, or like that was a long time ago. And yes, it is. Um, but it's still kind of recent for someone to then do this.
0: Yeah, in the in the modern period, I mean, it seems as you're telling the story, I'm thinking this is maybe something I would have seen or maybe did see on that old. Unsolved Mysteries series, you know Robert Stack with his deep, resonant voice talking about in the late 1940s there was a man who was so in love that yeah. So Mm
1: -hmm. this would definitely fit that unsolved (laughs) mystery way, and it would be a very thrilling one to watch because there's a lot tied up into this that there was a long period of time that they the family had no idea what was happening because Carl Tanzler you know he he wove this story of love and passion and people were were kind of blinded to what he was really after yeah, and wow he he ties this to um that he saw her in a vision like he was that she was his true love his soulmate and that's what people then became very kind of attached to him and his story it's that he did this all out of love it wasn't like he was a scientist just trying to recreate life and people responded to that wow it would be very interesting um, to see how many people bought this issue of Fantastic Adventures at the time, because he details his entire story, which is, uh it's, yeah.
0: Now, I wonder if this, um, if this fan mail exists in any archival collection somewhere, I could, I could imagine uh, a student or a researcher kind of digging into this stuff and, and, you know, uh, excavating all of these documents.
1: That would be very interesting. I don't know uh, what happened with his family or any of what he had, but I do know that the poor body of Elena was then put in the public eye quite a lot with this case. So she was not really laid to rest for some time. Oh, wow. People became so fascinated by the case, by what happened to her. It's quite horrific. So it became a spectacle. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think she was then buried in possibly an unmarked grave at the time, so people could not.
0: A little privacy, yeah.
1: So it's this fascinating story that I love to especially talk about during Halloween time um, in the archives, because it it gets students a little bit freaked out, which rightly so. Um, But,
0: But in a good way too, right? In a
1: good way. And it brings up discussions of you know of Frankenstein and Mary Shelley and what was going on in the Victorian period and how this connected, you know, a hundred years later.
0: So, how some of these same tropes uh, that Mary Shelley explored in terms of modernity, the body, death, um, science, and, and medicine all persist, right, up through the modern period.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and we still, I mean, if you look at now what's popular in pop culture, it so much of it can still be tied to Frankenstein.
0: Well, thanks very much for sharing this fantastic, if creepy, and macabre story and document with us, Candace.
1: You're very welcome.
0: That's our show. Be sure to check out the images of the materials we've discussed on this and other episodes of Drew Archives in 10 by visiting the Drew Archives and Special Collections website at www.drew.edu forward slash library forward slash media. You can also check out images of the archives material at the Drew University Participatory Archives at dupaarchive.org. There's a lot of great stuff there, so be sure to check it out. For myself, Dr. Andrew Salvati, and for Candice Riley, be well, stay safe, and we'll see you next time on Drew Archives in 10.